Hello and a very warm welcome to this special patron episode of Ramble On where I'm in the hot seat, Luke, this week. It's a role reversal for me. It's a little bit of fun. And I'm joined by two very, very special guests who you'll be familiar with. To my left is the big man, Vitushan Hantaraja. Hello, Vish. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. This is very exciting. You're looking forward, <laughs> I think, to um, interrogating the other person in the studio. Hi. Which is Kate <laughs> Jason. That, that's the, and people are thinking, that's not what Kate sounds like. You've never done that voice before. Where's that voice? Is that your special, patron, is that your special patron voice? Yeah, I thought we could do the whole episode. Vish could do his famous Australian accent and I'll do whatever that whatever that thing was that I just did. Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> Partner. You started off with a very enthusiastic hi and then did a howdy. Yeah. yeah. People won't know where they are with it, but it's no. exciting. It's fun. Where's she going to go next? No one knows. Vish, do you want to big up your own Australian accent? Do you want to kind of build on that? Well, I'm, I guess I've been getting some criticism from my Australian accent because it's a bit too Kiwi. Although I realised when Marcus <laughs> did Pingu the other day, which that was incredible, incredible and worth checking out, um, that I can do a fairly decent Donald Duck. There we go. Straight away, there we go. But I mean, I can only say certain words because of the side of the mouth I use. I can't necessarily <laughs> use ours. I'm not going to test so you. So I can say like... Other words. That's all right. That's <laughs> not is, bad. Yeah, that's, that's all Donald Duck ever says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's not known, well, known as the kind of one of the, uh, his generation's great orators, is he? I can, I can go among the ducks and say hello. You're pleasantries, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah. be able to hold conversation. Aww. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And I find it remarkable. So I know for a fact, and Kate, we will come on to the reason that we're all here in a minute, but I, I know for a fact that Marcus goes home and practices impressions. <laughs> and when he gets them up to a certain level, he brings them to the table. Right, right? Okay. I think most people do do that, who do impressions. The, the, his Nick Hewer, I've heard so many times, it's not very good, but it used to be a lot worse. <laughs> He's worked on it a lot and come back and improved it. But so, isn't that the in, in, impression conspiracy? Is that people like to think it's really off the cuff and they've just done it from oh, yeah, birth. Yeah. But actually they're there in front of the mirror trying to really capture it. I met John Coulter at a charity event once mm. and he cannot communicate outside of impressions. He does it all the time. That must be, be really he does inconvenient at the shop the time. and stuff. Is he divorced? But, but the point, the point, <laughs> it's, going to be, it's going to be that annoying, isn't it? I'll tell you a bit more about that after the show. <laughs> um, literally aren't legally able to on this. Um, the, um, the Subscription, though. The, the, the point I was just making was just the idea that, um, that it, the broadcasting laws of the lads still apply, sadly. Only fans. Yeah, well, you should... <laughs> Yes, maybe. Probably not with John Coleshaw. Um, I'm not sure he get that many punters, so to speak. But I was just might pay a lot for it. Who the, knows? Point, the point I was building up to is just that Marcus was is still bringing new impressions to the time. I'd never heard his pinger before. I worked with the guy for 15 years. That's why it was so impressive to That's me. That's cool. Anyway, the reason we're here is Kate has got a load of impressions she'd like to do for us. <laughs> no, not really. And um, this is Ramble On, where we're going to do a season ticket this week. Now, Vish and I have been on the receiving end of this, been interviewed by Marcus about our three season tickets. So the the premise, Kate, the rather shonky premise, but don't let that don't let that kind of deter. Is that you. like Drek? A little bit. Not... Pete says shonky. I learnt shonky from Pete. Shonky's a good word. Yeah, Drek. I learnt from the thick of it, like about ah, okay. three or four yeah, weeks yeah. ago. My bad. Uh, um, I remember. But Pete says shonky. It's a very shonky premise, but it doesn't matter. The point is you have to pick three clubs for a season ticket for one season at each of them, and we'll go through them in turn, and I'll give you the opportunity to talk, and then Vish is going to take the piss out of you because he feels quite strongly that he is bullied by every host. I mean, so... Not straight off the host. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> yeah, off the bat. Which I was quite happy about because it got me off. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't really know why I'm here. <laughs> And so, just by being just in here, life, or? Well, yeah, well, well, let's not go into that. Yeah, you negotiate the fee, <laughs> and, and with that comes certain promises. <laughs> so, you know, 
as as Luke said, you know, I had it with with Marcus, and it was just a lovely old chat. There was no one sniping from the side. Right. It will be today. Yes. Perfect. And it will be me. I so like I can to only have apologize. this shonky contribution of mine being held up to the the rigor and ridicule yeah. of two people rather than just the You'll one. be fine if you don't make any mistakes. Just remember <laughs> that, right? Is that fair, Vish? Yeah, yeah. It is entirely, you know, based on your own opinions and... Uh, There's no know, wrong answers, know. are there? There are no wrong answers, but if you don't say the right ones, you are going to be in trouble. There's no wrong answers that I know of at the moment, <laughs> but let's see how that develops over time. So... Your first season, so to set the scene, you are picking, as I've said, three clubs. You spend a season watching them every game. Yeah. Uh, and then you move on to the next club. Um, for example, I chose um, Borussia Dortmund. Oh, shit, did you? I chose... Uh, <laughs> Giveaway. Oh, I, God, I didn't hear your one. I've only heard Vicious. I chose... Well, I'm just going to give the listeners a little flavour in case this is the first one they've, uh, they've, they've heard. I chose Dumbarton because it's the most picturesque place in the UK to watch nice. football, professional football. Uh, kind of professional and uh, I chose Southampton just to go behind them at enemy lines yes, for a season Yes, um, which to be honest under reasonable scrutiny from Marcus broke down fairly early on <laughs> and I didn't commit to it in the end but anyway that's the three I chose so who are your um, first of all what's your first of the three uh, I want to go and see because you can travel in time in this as well oh great you? okay because, but you didn't I didn't like you no. didn't interpret as you, you wish you did well Pete did didn't he Pete did yeah um Pete is a man who, in his own fantasy career, gave himself a broken That's leg. That's very odd. Yeah, so, I mean, he probably... It's a real but, Pete but, behind the curtains of that <laughs> mind. Yeah, I mean, the reason Pete went back in time is that he could live a quite active bisexual life in 1970s USA. Yes, that's right. So. Okay. Oh, so I didn't really see myself as a character in this. But anyway, my, my first jaunt back in time, actually all three are kind of back in time, would yeah. be to see Rigo Saki's AC Milan. Very nice choice. 88, 89. Very I nice. Think I would really enjoy... Watching, I mean, you know, I don't really have to justify this at all, do I? I think it'd be fucking great. I'm actually also quite. There's obviously some incredible players, including Rude Hullet, Marco van Basten, Paolo Maldini. I'd also be quite interested to see Carlo Ancelotti is doing his bits. Oh yeah, as in a number field. ten. In yeah. Midfield. Well, I mean, Ancelotti was a fantastic midfield player. Billy Costa Curta as well. Anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah, a lot of good players. I mean, are you concerned that um, you would? You'd be watching some... I mean, Vish could pull me up on this and maybe this is a bit of a myth. Would you be watching a little bit of boring football? From the other teams. I think the whole point about Saki's Milan is that he was trying to change the way that football was played in that era. He was about attacking. And also, he's, of course, not a footballer, right? No. So I think that's quite cool for a manager. Or a jockey. Yeah, exactly. Very good, exactly. Yeah, that's or a, great, a horse. One of the, one I think it was a horse, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the great all-time <laughs> quotes, that is. So you, you, you think you'd quite enjoy going, you know, going, you know, to see Milan beaten 1-0 by Chesena in that season. That would be enjoyable. I'm only joking. I'm being facetious. No, I think it's um, incredible. But also, let's if you're thinking about it from a lifestyle perspective, I don't, I don't really know what late 80s Milan was, but like, but I think Milan generally, right, in terms of... I've never been the to Milan. Life. I've only been to It'll Naples. Be have you been to? Have you been? What, what Italian cities have you guys been to? Naples, and then yeah. from Naples to Ischia, which is an island off Naples. And what about you, Kate? Yeah, Naples and Rome and some okay. other places that I okay. forget that were very. Oh, Florence! No, I've, I've been to Florence. Florence. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, I've been to Florence. Nice. And you could just cut around in some really nice eighties fashion. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. That'd, That'd be, sick, be great. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. And I just, yeah, I like I say the the. But the managers I'm quite keen on are sometimes ones who haven't been players because I think it's really interesting to see how they how they yeah. develop their. Um... Yeah, I once um, I once asked who I think it was Gordon Strachan. I once asked Gordon Strachan how long you've got to dine out on the fact that you were a good player mm. as a manager before the players will start to sniff blood. And he said, and "This is only one person's opinion," but he said, um, 
about 10 seconds of your first team talk. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. So, and if you think about, so a, a manager like Arrigo Saki, of course, subsequently to 1990, when, they, when he's won like back-to-back European Cups and stuff, it's, the, the conversation is over, right? So whatever he does after that, it's almost like Mourinho. Until, until, yeah. yeah, But imagine the force of personality Mourinho needed before he'd won anything because he'd never been a player. So that to me is the interesting dynamic with someone like Rigo Saki, right? How does he get a team who are so well sort of thought of, so well storied and get them to believe in his methods? Yeah. But you've only got a season ticket. You're not going to be in the dressing room. Do you know, I I was, well, I guess it's my fancy, it's my life. Do what you want. Yeah, I could just. So you're assistant coach now, are you? <laughs> People who know Kate won't be surprised by this at all. She's already given herself a promotion. Only also, five minutes in. also, fantasy season ticket. You you know you're you're paying for it in one of your choices. Let's say even if you're not paying for it in actual money. So you're paying to be assistant coach of AC Milan, is what you're saying? I don't think there's money in my fantasy life. Here. No, but but you're essentially using. <laughs> she lives, she operates in like a bartering economy. Yeah. Point. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. I quite like that as an answer though, because I think specifically in football, because you never really know how long you know when you're watching something that you know is to be good. You're not really sure how long it's going to go on for. You know, we were talking about Guardiola going and being done at the start of this season and look what they produced this year. So it'd be quite cool to be in that situation and to know that you'd be able to enjoy this era of football Yeah. and to enjoy that season alone. I see like, what you well, mean. I'm going to turn up for this because I know something great is going to happen. Yes, exactly. And continue to happen, yeah. Well, this is like total football and also zonal. I feel like zonal marking was a big thing that Saki pioneered. So it'd be interesting to see the birth of that. I, I, um, I wonder whether it's that common for people to witness a sporting event and know at the time that they're witnessing greatness, right? Whereas with this, you have that. say, oh, yeah, they yeah. won't make out like they did, don't they? I, but... I, I had it the opposite way around once. I thought there would be a lot more made of Lionel Messi's performance against Spurs in the Champions League a season or two ago, yeah. where he was just ridiculous. And if you're in the stadium, which I was fortunate enough to be... Me too. If you felt like you were just witnessing like yeah. a ridiculous amount of thing. Unfortunately, the, the issue is, I suppose, that Messi's made the extraordinary ordinary anyway, so people are just over it by now, mm. which is remarkable when you witness it in the flesh, let me tell you that. Um, but with this situation, you'd be able to know that you were witnessing greatness and that you could really squeeze it out, squeeze every last drop out of it. I don't think you'll care about zonal marking when you're there. I don't think you'll be thinking about that. I think I will. I think it's be- because if, well, depending on if I'm invisible or if I'm in, in, I think I'll really enjoy seeing like the birth of different tactical strategies. Fucking nice. Very different to me. <laughs> Very different to me. Yeah. <laughs> I spent most of the time last time I was at Dortmund in the concession stand getting as many bits of food as I could. Bloody lads. So, so hold on. You'd want to be there knowing what you know now of that football team so that you could look or sound and sound knowledgeable on the terraces. That's what <laughs> no, you want, don't you? No, I just want to see it. Develop. You know what they're doing no. there, by the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, oh, she'd be such a show-off. Like, the, <laughs> most be, yeah. the worst show-off. I think, because I guess I've approached this from a, like, a cultural standpoint as well. Um, Dortmund is one of mine, too. Oh, you've gone Dortmund now? I, That's great. That's I okay. Well, the, That's yeah. fine. What year? Or you've not done a year? Just a Jürgen Klopp year. Um, probably the one... Either the one before they got to the Champions League final okay. or, or the one before that. Okay. And that is much more from like a kind of let's get pissed and eat Fantastic. drink blue wine and stand in the wall and because because as you know my 2020 new year's resolution was to go to the Westfalen Stadion because yeah. I thought that that would be the easiest new year's resolution anybody has ever made no. in the history <laughs> of the world no. can you believe it weirdly enough I went exactly there just before the pandemic I know end of January yeah, knob. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not to not to kind of 
tease you or to or to, or to or to lord it up over you, but just because the opportunity came. And that was just a happy outcome. Here's a, yeah, here's a well, it's a bonus. Here's a big question for both of you, but particularly for you, Kate, as you've chosen Dortmund. And this is a conversation I think Marcus and I had when when I chose Dortmund. Is it, in your opinion, better to be in the wall or close to the wall, observing the wall? Because I was in the latter, and it was amazing to observe it. Okay. I didn't. I didn't really. And also, you'd have to do it on a Bundesliga game because in the Champions League they put the seats, seats out. down. Yeah. Yeah. For me, one of the things I really like about football, and maybe all life experiences that I like, is being in amongst that atmosphere. So I think I would choose being in the right. wall and mm. feel like feeling it reverberate. Yeah. Through you. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the, getting to just, I'd go wild, right? When I was, yeah, well, maybe. I'm sure you would get carried away. Yeah. A couple of pretzels and a few beers. Because you can yeah? drink, you can bloody well you drink, can. can't you? You can drink you can. your Hergarten or whatever it is. Yeah, you can. And uh, that's, isn't that Dutch? Oh, God. Jesus. Vice beer, though, is yeah. where I got confused. What would I be drinking? I don't Cause know. light? I don't know. <laughs> no way. But, no, it's some sort of ale. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what beer it is, but it comes You said the... ale like you were an alien who was trying to fit in on Earth. <laughs> Ale? Oh, well, one to... ale. Vish. Wag one. Yeah, but I didn't, want, I didn't want to get confused between, you know, like old man ales and ale ales. But then I thought I'd take in the whole of ale. So at Herta, they give you a plastic stein and it's got a printed, cool. printed player on it. Yeah. Random. Oh, so you I get like a random it. player. That's yeah. what I had when I went, I went to Berlin uh, start of the summer last year. Yeah. Two years ago, sorry. You don't think Berlin's better? Do you? No, it can't be better. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Berlin? Yeah. Nah. Oh, as a city, yeah. It's a great city. city. That's the other problem yeah. I just realised. But the Olympic yeah. Stadium was nowhere near. No, also you get there and you're like, oh, what an incredible structure. I wonder how it was... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> just to give you some perspective on the yellow wall, so I was doing a, a, making a show with Andy yeah. and I was probably about two blocks away from the yellow wall and it was to my left and it was so loud I could hardly record. And that was two blocks away in a different stand. So in there, you don't want to be in there on a hangover. Let me put it that way. It's going to be loud. You get hair of the dog on the go with the but, not her gun. But that'd be great, though, because it, when, yeah, when you go there, um, you've got 85,000 or whatever every single game. Yeah. They're quite, they were a good team then as well. Yeah, so exactly. You're going to see them win more often than not. Yeah. And outside, everyone just has a great time getting pissed. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think I really love that atmosphere. The atmosphere is different to English games, I yeah. think. Friendlier? Friendlier, much friendlier. Mm. It's just yeah. nice to be trusted to drink at a football match, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. To be it's treated like, like a grown-up, it's weird. It's an outrageous and bizarre suggestion that yeah. it'd be okay. Yeah, I think I'd be really up for that. And then the the third one, which is uh, really the kind of if there's such a thing as the opposite of this, I would take you of of having a lovely laugh and watching Jurgen Klopp and jaunting about the festival and stadium and mm. getting pissed all the time. I want to take you back friends to 1921 what yeah not even i remember that guilty where am i going 1921 i don't know who I'm, knows I'm rise going, of the far right i'm completely <laughs> part of that this has to stop um i'm going i'm going to watch a team of female footballers cool called dick Kerr ladies it's like a it's a factory that they worked for and I've never heard of this. Tell us more. This is so I mentioned I can't remember if you we were on together the other day, but I mentioned this girl, Lily Parr, who broke who supposedly broke someone's a male goalkeeper's arm with her shot. You did mention that, yeah. Because it was supposed to be, you know, she had such a shot on her, and this was a kind of founding myth of of what was going on at the time. But right. basically there were these incredible teams that were playing, mainly in the north, during, you know, while these 
So this is in Preston, apparently, based in Preston. Exactly, yeah. Right. And and they had there was this famous game where they sold out Goodison Park, and so there were fifty three thousand people in inside ah. the game, but like thousands of people couldn't get. You know, the ticketing system wasn't that advanced back yeah. in the twenties. Um, and yeah, they went around. I mean, mainly they went around like drubbing lots of other teams, but they they were just a really impressive bunch of girls, and I just was really so interested to see what the and like Lily Pot, I think it was her, was 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 gay as well and like lived with her female, you know, wife effectively. And I'd yeah. just be so interested to see what life was like around that environment. Because you think of the twenties and you think of, you know, people in frocks and everything being really controlled for girls. And then mm. instead there were these women playing football, earning money from it. Yeah. And still getting fucked over in the end when the FA banned so in, football, obviously. But. In twenty one that was banned until seventy one and the game was left on its own to its own devices until the mid nineties. Right. Yeah. So that's the timeline. So this is the this is a team that were brilliant just before the band. Basically, basically. they were so good. Effectively, huh. they were so good and attracted so many tens of thousands of people to come and watch it that effectively the FA were worried. That yeah, I was going to ask. They right. must have been the trigger then, yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. So if you're wow. going back with your 21st century athleticism... Oh my God, I can make the team! Your knowledge of nutrition and training, you could be involved. You'd be taller ah. as well because they were short back then, yeah, weren't they? they yeah, they were quite... Listen, there was like a four foot ten forward. Was uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Because also I guess a lot of them working in the factories, you know, not very healthy conditions. Yeah. All sorts of... I don't know. They always had a fag on all the, all the videos back then. They and they were building on. munitions or whatever. Yeah. So they were like nearly blowing stuff up. So, yeah, my God, Luke, I hadn't thought of it like that. Uh, I could be in this bloody team. You could. I'm going to be assistant coach at AC Milan in yeah. the 80s, late 80s. You're going to be knackered. <laughs> You're going to be a hooligan at Dortmund. Yeah. I'm going to be a hooligan. Hungover, I was fresh from the boat from Dortmund. <laughs> Hungover to fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. So I'm just really, I'm literally learning this as I go because I had no idea about this. Yeah. That they played the first women's international in 1920 against France as well. Yeah. And I think also I learned fairly recently that the idea of like the 1920s and how it was the roaring 20s and you had like flapper girls and people living it up because they just experienced the First World War and because the economy was back in... The... Apparently that's a, that's a gigantic myth. Yeah. Apparently but... it's only representative of the very, very upper classes. Right. Like the, the, the working classes and normal people in, 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 in Britain at that time didn't experience that at all. They didn't share in any of that. So... Um, it'll be good to get a really good proper version and a proper experience of what everyday people were like yeah. as well. That's an amazing story. And how story. they were kind of living it up as well. You know, it must have been absolutely incredible to go from sort of just slogging your guts out in a factory and giving all your money to your parents or your yeah. husband or whatever to then getting crowds cheering. I mean, it must have been the most incredible experience to have that, particularly in that era. But, you know, they were probably the very few kind of, I guess much like it is in the early stage of the Premier League, you know, poor women in this case earning money mm. and then the fat cats mm. and the FA were like study why are they able to earn money so apparently they're in existence from 1917 to 1965 playing 833 games and winning 759 of them mm. amazing uh, it's unfortunate the, they're the, called Dick Kerr ladies I named know. after a, a locomotive factory it was the factory they worked for give I it know. a better name you need a, you need a rebrand gang yeah. marketing's important they played in prison they played at Deedell like a lot of football clubs were supportive the men's setup of football clubs were supportive but it just you know it's not worth the hassle is it once the FA's yeah. like no 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 this is banned you're not allowed to play no amazing so you got AC Milan in the late 80s, Dortmund in the Klopp era, and Dick Kerr Ladies FC in, what, 1920? Yeah. I that's think when they played their international game. That's probably yeah, the, that's probably the, that's the kind of big thing. I think that's a good one to have. Because it built momentum and it got to a point where 
you thought it was really going somewhere. Little did they know that it was not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. A bit like the ramble. Ooh, <laughs> you could be, you could go back in time. And change history. Yeah. And you know, you kill Hitler while you're there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, go back and be like, look, by the way, this is how we work around it. It's problematic, isn't it? Because if you if you yeah, do change the point. timeline then, you might not find that Saki's Milan win the European Cup twice or that Jurgen Klopp even becomes Dortmund Because manager. it's ace, because it's Milan women. Yeah, yeah instead. I would was, I was sacrifice that. Women's sport is a dominant one, not men, because of your contribution. Yeah, but you do you want to play for them or not? I want to play for them. Yeah, whereabouts do you want to play up front? Well, I'm a bit nervous about this Lily Park girl with How a tall massive are you? shot. Uh, five. She's not going to shoot six. at you. Yeah, no, that's true. Team. I don't want to be in goal on the other team. That you're 5'6. Like... Their yeah. striker was 4'10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is short. I mean, I'm yeah. not being, I don't mean to be rude, but that is short. Well, the nutrition wasn't great, as you said. They're going to think I'm a, a genius giant maverick. <laughs> we all think that, and everyone listening <laughs> does too. The Patreon subscribers think you're a giant maverick. And who could argue? Not me, certainly not me. But that's it from Kate's season ticket. It was a great one. Thanks. It was educational. That was, that was very, very good, actually. Yeah. Well, as entertaining. Fantastic stuff. So, patreon.com forward slash football ramble. You already know that because you're listening, because you subscribe. Oh, yeah. But perhaps if you've been affected in a positive way by this episode today, you could tell some of your friends as well and get them to sign up so they don't miss any of this stellar content, this memory lane trip this um what's the name of what's the name of that tv program where he goes back the quantum leap of season t- <laughs> what's the name of the guy in quantum leap i'm sticking with this even though i know nothing about it i've no idea um sam and I'm sam in quantum know, leap kate mason <laughs> sam from quantum leap great stuff thanks very much kate thanks very much fish it's goodbye from them it's goodbye from me as well and we'll see you again very soon for another patreon special this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.